I, I don't think we've talked about a story that's pissed me off. I know. Quite <laughs> so, as much as this one this, does. Welcome to the virtual apple. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 The wife is on bed rest because of pregnancy stuff. So I have to be here just in case something happens. So I'm virtually tuning in for at least a couple weeks. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make it work. I mean, it's no glitzy zoom, but. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. <sighs> well, there's. We picked a nice week for nothing of note or importantness to really be going on in the world. Oh, Sorry, yes, we did. Uh, no, not even a hint of it. Sarcasm? <laughs> <laughs> this is not my strong suit. Ah, ah, Pretty good. sure it's sar- sarcasm. Good. You joined the right podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in order to delve into the wonderfulness that is this week, as usual, we need to have, you know, a, a dose of, Sometimes a heaping dose of our uh, weekly vitamin. Is it time for the vitamins? It's time to take your vitamins. It's the vitamins. Well, your all your B vitamins. I'm here all. to give you the B. <laughs> Welcome taking, to your vitamin B. I'm taking that bit, by the way. I'm the B. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on your new, uh, on your new uh, my, sound thing that my, you want. My new stinger. Your new stinger. Yeah, you'll feel so much better about it. <laughs> I, I probably will. Probably will. It's hot. It's hot. It's so hot. So hot. <laughs> Speaking of. No, I'm not going to go there on that one. I don't have... Speaking of hot, deranged lunatics light cake on fire and give it to a child. Oh. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Deranged lunatics. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. In other news... Traffic stalled as a man was about to turn off his car, but Stairway to Heaven came on, and now he's got to sit in the driveway for 7 minutes and 55 seconds. (laughs) I can't just leave in the middle of it. No. (laughs) No. That would be a travesty. (laughs) It would be a travesty. (laughs) 
And your sports news. Kid at baseball game unsure whether fans are cheering for Aiden, Braden, Caden, or Jaden. <laughs> I'm also unsure. I was there. I still don't know which one of them it was that was doing cannot, a better job. Cannot confirm. Cannot confirm. <laughs> But speaking of confirmations, Coronation Day disaster. Oh. As King Charles accidentally freezes London with hidden ice powers and flees to the mountains. <laughs> let it go, man. Just let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. Oh. Back to sports because we all like sports. Pro disc golfer. Disqualified after testing negative for cannabis. <laughs> you don't say. Yes. Uh, for all the parents out there, it's very important that you sit your children down every once in a while and have one of the really meaningful talks of life with them. This is a story about a dad who race recently sat down with his son, to have the talk about the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Nah, <laughs> and what absolute flaming garbage it was. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one myself. Yes. Mm. Yes, it's, it's about the same line of talk that uh, explaining Bud Light uh, <laughs> comes a moment follows. in every parent's life. <laughs> yes. Ah. <sighs> Speaking of parents not doing their jobs, Nashville shooter Manifesto placed in secure crate alongside motive for Vegas shooting, Epstein client list, and the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> I left it right here. It was right here. Right here. And now we've got some wonderful news for you. CNN oh, fires Don Lemon again, just to be <laughs> sure. Just to be sure. <laughs> just in case speaking of morons we all wish would leave Mayorkas heads to border no. to fire starter pistol when title 42 expires <laughs> immigrants on your mark <laughs> but it's okay because Biden has finally decided to reinforce the border as he deploys 1,500 troops at the border to help register new voters. It's all that paperwork. All that paperwork. Well, they got to do all that clerical. In the meantime, Biden has pulled out his handy wheel of distraction to deflect from his latest scandal. <laughs> if the you roll it real bad. slow, it might land on UFOs again. Ooh. Ooh. And last but not least, Biden has come out to reassure the American people that someone in his administration is probably doing something about the border. That's the most reassuring <laughs> statement I've heard. Yes. Yes. And this has been your vitamin B. As always, it's a little on the nose. Just, just 
uncomfortably even. Just a little bit on the nose. Just a little, little uncomfortably on the nose. <sighs> About that. Keith, how is recovery from, uh, from your alcoholism? Trying to think what you're talking about. Well, you were hung over last week, so. Yeah. Oh. No, that was. <laughs> That's why you didn't that show was the, up. Uh, that was the road over. trip. No, you, uh, oh, you switched recording oh. from a Tuesday to a Monday, and I was traveling from California to Utah all day on Sunday. <clears throat> yeah, so he was hung over. Yeah. With a riotous mob on his tail as he leaves California. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Basically. Basically, basically, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. We ha- we had a great time though. You know, um, it. I probably would have uh, sung praises about how great California is and why smart cities are a good idea because we had a great time on the cruise ship and a great time in California. But don't worry, that's all rubbed off on me since then. You you do know that cruise ships <laughs> are not actually part of California, right? <laughs> just making sure yes i'm aware I'm and the area afraid. around I, the cruise ships are specifically kept so that people coming in from out of state don't realize how bad it is no i was referring to uh i was like comparing the cruise ships to smart cities yes. yes so the cruise yes. ships were compared to smart cities in california well it's just beautiful over there um as long as you avoid the city part Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. If so you avoid you everything can... that makes California, California. So long as you can step around the piles of feces, California is not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me hopes yeah. Gavin Newsom Although, runs just no, to see yeah, all the uh, crap that gets thrown I at did, him. I did hear a lot Literal. of... Literal. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, a lot of insults hurled towards the governor while I was there from the natives. Really? Yeah, they called him like what? What was the nickname? Nuisance or something like that? Nuisance. <laughs> Governor nuisance. Yeah, pretty much. Did you tell them? You know, you could have got rid of him, but you voted for him again. Well, the people I talked to certainly didn't. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing uh, about having friends in California. It's the thing about having friends in California. They can't overpower all the voters. Yep. Gosh dang it. No, they well, um didn't didn't Larry Elder um announce a run for president? Not that I saw. Not that I saw. I'm pretty sure he did. Did he? But anyway, they were gung ho about him running for president. Yeah, let's Google it. Oh yes he did. All right. Well there you go. Thursday. Last week. He's clearly making waves because this is the first I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he's a great guy and everything, but it, he's uh, he's not going to beat Trump and DeSantis. Yeah, yeah, that's that's completely true. I think I think um because he ran against Newsom in California for governor, he had to make certain um concessions to the left just for the sake of expediency. And because of that, because of those concessions, I'm not all that thrilled no. about him, like generally. Yeah. So he would have been a great governor of California, but president, especially compared to the popularity of Trump and the effectiveness of DeSantis, just not happening. not, not going to happen. Nada. No. Nah. No nada. 
Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Well, speaking of uh, DeSantis, I think we need to uh, delve into our bushel for this week. Yay! And the uh, opening soundbite goes thusly. You are officially handicapped. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I remember when we found that soundbite from that weird TV show. A wacky TV. Yeah. Yeah, the, wow. Uh, children's Hospital or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, the Children's Hospital. Laugh. Laugh, <laughs> damn it. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I have good news. You are officially handicapped. <laughs> oh, that's Anyways, hilarious. As governor of florida ron DeSantis can't be governor and president at the same time and i've noted beforehand that if he is going to run for president and florida wants him to run for president watch what the legislature does because that will say everything about it and they just passed a bill that would allow DeSantis to run as president while also being governor hmm. buckle up folks it's about to get started is and that- florida legislature just ended their session hmm. Last week or this week. Was that the norm that most people that ran for president as with governor on their resume, they ran after they were governor? Was that like the norm before? It's uh, Well, it varies state by state, but uh, there are states where you can't run for president as well as hold the office of governor. Gotcha. Which makes sense because you kind of want your governor to focus on, you know, Governing the state. Yeah. <laughs> Not running a Gov- national campaign. Governor things. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But this falls in line with when he, um, uh, in his acceptance speech for winning his term as governor this time around, the crowd was chanting two more years, two more years. I know. That was like so- my favorite <laughs> moment of the 2022 election. <laughs> so apparently his voting base in Florida wants him to carry yeah. the torch to dc yeah so. and he's he's set up quite a uh infrastructure of conservatives down the Very line so. so he'll like that florida will be fine without him yeah yep yep also on the presidential front vivek ramashwamy is did i like out- ramashwamy i like him I, a lot i like him a lot too however his depth of knowledge on certain things is coming more into question because he's taking swipes at Ron DeSantis for his attacks on Disney. Cause he doesn't, he uh, tried to point out that after working with Disney on certain legislation, DeSantis turns around and pulls the rug out from Disney, which is something that you shouldn't do, especially in a free market type thing, completely leaving out the fact that when they worked with Disney before that was before they were politically motivated against Florida law. And so after violating the morals and ideals of Florida laws, when DeSantis and the legislature turned around and said, okay, you know what? You don't get these special privileges that nobody else gets in the state. So, and that's all Ramaswamy has been doing is attacking Ron DeSantis. Not really saying how he's different from Trump or things like that. Outside of that, he does have a good message. Yeah, well, I don't understand how the... Get... So outside of the couple of things that he's done that are politically motivated? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how the free market argument would apply against DeSantis in this sense because he's just removing special privileges. So Disney yeah. would have to compete like all and apply play by the same rules as all the other companies. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing because what Disney had was literally free market thing. This is your space, you do what you want with it. No oversight, no government oversight, anything like that. <clears throat> yeah, well if the if those were the rules that applied was, to everyone, then I would yes, be exactly. I, would, I would be in favor of it. So yeah, Disney those are the rules the, that should apply to everyone. Yeah, I'm not yes. going to argue with that, but as long as the norm like these are the norms, let's at least have everyone play by the same rules. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I yeah. I still think it like I I see what his point is. Like it you you have you have this thing that has existed for decades now that is a prime example of the free market because it has no government interference because they've made deals with the government to not have government interference. Right. And then you take that away with government interference. Yes. Like, I, um, I see but, his point. Yeah, I, yeah, I see uh, Vivek's point, but also on the DeSantis side, Disney was using those exemptions to empower itself against what the people of Florida were voting for. Yeah. Yes. So that's when the government stepped in and said, you know what? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, but at the same time, like if, if you're going to let the free market reign in that situation, then the people should be voting with their dollar by not going there anymore. And they in a roundabout way already were because right. as soon as Disney started doing all that crap, their and, stocks and everything started to tank. Yeah. And, and regardless of what, of what um, DeSantis does there, Disney's going to reap what they sow very, very soon. Oh, they yes. already have a lot of movies that are tanking because their message is bullshit. Yeah. 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 No, I, um, you know, I mean, I mean, you, a lot of stuff is going to streaming real quick. You look at you look, look at the last animated movie they put out and compare it to Super Mario World. <laughs> yes, I rest my case that broke records three weekends in a row. Yeah, <laughs> like like people people are, are people by themselves without government interference are stepping up against Disney and that's the way it should be. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I actually, I, just while we're on that subject here, I wanted to look at the statistics here um, on the box office for each of those movies. I think I can find that on uh, IMDb. Yeah, here we go. Um so looking at the different animated movies, so I'm going to compare Lightyear, which is the, um, the movie with the lesbian kiss in it, uh, Toy Story 4, which was, would you agree that that's a non-woke Disney uh, Pixar film? No, no, I didn't watch it. <coughs> uh, yes, it was non-woke. Yeah, I would, I, say. I would agree with that. And uh, the Mario movie. <clears throat> so getting scrolling down to the budget here, like, I just found this really fascinating. Um, so the budget for Toy Story 4 was $200 million and they grossed worldwide just over a billion dollars. That's small uh, 
profit off of that. That was the that was the non that yes. was the non woke Disney film. Compare that to Lightyear, which I think is very comparable because it's in the same franchise. So you'd think that compared to Toy Story it's the 4, Toy Story franchise, it probably yes. wouldn't generate quite as much success because it's not a mainline Toy Story, but it's in the same franchise. Um, so its budget was two hundred million. And their gross worldwide was two hundred and twenty-six million. Ow! <laughs> so adding that lesbian kiss, <laughs> adding that lesbian kiss, apparently cost Disney something like like even if we assume it didn't, uh, it wouldn't have done as well as Toy Story four. Let's say it would have grossed like eight hundred million. It cost them hundreds they, of millions. They gave up six hundred million dollars just to put in that lesbian kiss, just to like. It, Put and some off-putting messaging in there. And they did that in response to Florida. Yeah. Because yeah. originally originally they took it off. Out, yes. And then compare that to the Mario movie, which is as non-woke as any film has ever been. Yeah, as much <laughs> as they like try to make these it days, at least. You know? And their budget was $100 million, so it had half the budget as these other two films. And it has grossed about $1.2 uh, billion dollars <laughs> just so far it's still in theaters it's a fantastic movie it really is it's a good movie <laughs> yeah i've seen it it's it was it's pretty great for what it is yeah so uh speaking of government interference uh senator kennedy is becoming a national treasure not necessarily that I agree with him on everything, but whenever he does ask questions, he's just a simple, uh, simple Kentucky man asking questions. I'm and just he asking has, questions. Just asking questions. <laughs> so, he he just has a simple question for I don't know someone on the Biden administration. Miss um um, I can't see your name. I can't see Hopper. Miss Hopper. Ms. Hopper, I, I love solar energy. I just want you to know that. And I love electric cars. But i got to ask you this question. I've been waiting to ask this. Uh, if electric cars are so swell, how come government has to pay people to drive them? <laughs> so I think, um, as, like most most Hello? government policies, right, are, are put in place Damn to kill them. behaviors. And so that's part of... The policy is that if you want more electric yeah, but cars, if they're so swell, why couldn't they, in just in a competitive market, you know, people, why wouldn't they be choosing electric cars over in, uh, internal combustion engine cars? I because think why, why do we have to pay people to drive them? Because because I, I wouldn't characterize it as paying people to drive them, but I would. Well, sure we are. We're giving them a big old tax credit. The government uh, having a policy to incent more uh, purchase of electric vehicles. Okay. So oh, okay. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Okay. Thank you, Senator Kennedy. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't categorize it as the government paying people to drive them. I would categorize it as the government paying people to drive We're not them. Paying them to drive them. We're reimbursing them to drive them <laughs> <laughs> with their own money. So, oh. um, I did. I did just a little bit of um, research on this um, a few weeks ago. Um, so I will say that government subsidy, you can make an argument that you need to get a critical mass of usage for something to be mainstream enough for you to um, like participate in it, 
you know, to yes. jump on the bandwagon, as it were. Like, for example, if if only, like, I don't know, <clears throat> um, 10,000 people had electric vehicles or something, there probably wouldn't be a lot of charging stations all around. Right. And that's just because of the critical mass. So you could make the, the argument that you need government subsidy um, in order to do that. How? Um, and the reason I say that is because um, another technology that I believe is much more environmentally friendly. Um, <clears throat> although honestly, I haven't researched the soundness of the environmental impacts is the hydrogen powered cars. Yes. Um, their exhaust is water. Yeah. Their exhaust is water and they do exist. Um, but they're just not very mainstream. And so the people, the people that have them, I believe they're the, they're the most mainstream in California where you can actually find um, whatever the equivalent of gas stations are uh-huh. in California. But again, they're limited to wherever the gas stations are. <clears throat> so anyway. Yeah. The yeah, point on that is, um, number one, why the heck are we subsidizing electric cars? And, you know. Um, because it's all <clears throat> part of the plan. <clears throat> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Also... Some uh, pretty cool news. Doctors have successfully performed the first brain surgery on a clump of cells. Oh, on a fetus is what you're saying. On a fetus, yes. Yeah. On, a, on, a, on an unborn child. Uh, the child was 32 weeks along. And uh, they decided it'd be best to operate while still inside the womb. So the child has the best chance for recovery without having to do all kinds of drugs and all that stuff post recovery. So what you're saying is they had to operate on this clump of cells to keep it alive because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the clump of cells, this clump of cells is alive is what you're saying. If the clump of cells made it, made its way miraculously through the birth canal, then it would have had a brain issue that would have need to be operated on. Ah, yeah. So it's the birth canal that. Um, yeah, that it it morphs from a it morphs from a Volkswagen bug into a human as it goes ah, through the birth. That canal. That makes sense. Yeah. Hey, what about C sections? Uh, same thing. <laughs> it's just it's just the damnedest thing. <laughs> it acts as the birth canal, even though it's not the birth uh, canal. Got it. Uh, got it. I love science. Yeah. Yes. Don't we all? It's settled, by the way. It is. <laughs> Kind of on the same front. Uh, <laughs> Utah has uh, just passed legislation that requires users, that requires uh, adult websites to verify people's age. And Pornhub is protesting said verification. By making because it so you can't view their porn in Utah. Because they want children to be what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and wrap your head around that as much as you want. They say, you know, it infringes on. Uh, it's all coming together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they say, uh, well, safety and compliance are at the forefront of our mission. Uh-huh. Giving your ID card every time you want to visit an adult platform is not the most effective solution for protecting our users and, in fact, will put children and your privacy at risk. So can How do you to- figure? 
Can anyone just walk into a strip club? Just curious. (laughs) Oh, no, you don't need to see my ID. I've been here before. Oh, oh, okay. Go ahead. (laughs) That's essentially what they're saying. (laughs) They're just mad because they're going to lose a lot of ad revenue from all the people that don't want to pay them. Because the only way they have to verify ID is to take a credit card. Yeah. So everybody Mm -hmm. that doesn't want to pay for it is just going to go get a magazine or something. Yeah. Yeah. The law does not specify how companies must verify a person's age, but state Senator Todd Wheeler, who sponsored the bill, said it would not require a user to provide identification each time they visit an adult site. Companies cannot comply with the law by having internet users self-attest to being 18 or older, as many websites with pornography and other adult content already do. But he said the law was intentionally left open-ended to allow websites to use methods, including hiring third-party age verification services or using digital identification cards from a state-approved application. Don't they already have, like, age verification for certain types of websites? Like yes, you check a box that said, you, for example, for gambling websites. Yes, because well, yeah, I, I know, I know that their their age verification is just to check a box and then click continue. Uh-huh. I am not a robot. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> um, but don't gambling sites like have actual security to verify age? Yes, it's your credit card. Okay, that would do yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, this, the, the way that most online places verify identity is your credit card. And if they don't care about your age, then they won't ask for a credit card gotcha. for their content. Gotcha. All right. I'm not that educated on these us, things. Which brings us back around to Pornhub is protesting having to verify yeah. your age. When I turned 21, <laughs> nothing in my life changed. I could legally purchase things at 21. <laughs> like he said nothing in my life changed when i turned 21 <laughs> although when i turned 25 apparently that's when i was allowed to rent a car yes that's that. a fun one <laughs> yeah unless of course you go to home depot then you can rent a truck anytime you want as long as you're 16 and have a driver's license oh, are you serious you can do that <laughs> yes. yeah you can <laughs> Because yeah, it's not a know. it's not a vehicle rental; it's an equipment rental. Yeah. And it's like so it's not it's truck. not the same laws. That's funny. and it's about the same price as getting an enterprise All right. car. Well, let's not like give the Utah legislators any ideas here. For <laughs> <laughs> there's always a loophole. That's funny. Uh, speaking of loopholes, uh, the king's coronation occurred, and uh, Mike can neither confirm nor deny that he was there. I was at home playing D&D with my family. I have witnesses. As a giant penis was mowed into the lawn where the coronation ceremony was to take place. And the the guards there distinctly remember somebody in the night singing... We fired our cannons till the barrels melted down. Then we grabbed an alligator and we pulled another round. Filled his head with cannonballs and powdered his behind. And when we touched the powder off, the gator lost his mind. <laughs> we fired our guns and the British, and the kept, British it kept it coming. There wasn't as many as there was a while ago. I don't know that entire song word for word. 
just just the image of Mike happily singing that as he uh, the lawnmower around that lawn. We took took a little bacon and we took a little beans and we met the bloody British in a town called New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I saw this thing. Oh. Uh, I can't remember what town it was, but they had their own coronation ceremony and the town was singing. You can stick your coronation up your ass. <laughs> they don't much care for King Charles. Was it to the tune of Ariel's by system of a down? No, 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 wasn't, wasn't that. I think it was Ariel's pretty sure it's Ariel's where he has the um, line, pull the tapeworm out of your ass. <laughs> in uh it's needles my bad oh. it's the tune of needles oh wait did we lose down. trevor no i'm no here. we lost you oh you are frozen yes your video is jacked sir well your but your audio is fine it's all right we have a screenshot of you just sitting there looking smug <laughs> and that is the way it will be the rest of the show. Just save that little Just screenshot save there. That little <laughs> screenshot there. Apparently, that's all I am to you guys. <laughs> well, when you miss a couple of weeks, you become a porg. <laughs> of judgment. I, I did. I did miss a couple of weeks. It is true. Gosh, dang it! It's all right. Just refresh your browser. It'll be fine. <clears throat> now it's made me all tiny. You're a very large man, Trevor. Mm. Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. on my screen, you're very large. On your screen, I'm sure that you're it won't small let me go. Yes, I think I'm I just lost one. my internet completely. Let it go. Let it oh, go. Oh, that's nice. Well, while Keith figures out that stuff, on the... Uh, rarely talked about on here anymore because you know surprise the coronavirus the vaccination for it apparently causes blindness according to nature magazine is that the only thing it causes well i mean it's the latest confirmed thing um yeah oh there we go i'm back we have a keith and this time it's personal. I said that, and then all I thought of was Mike Tyson playing with dolls. Keith. <laughs> I have come back. Now, Keith. Until now my Keith. task is now done. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hell, uh, but I'm going to enjoy the ride. I'm laughing the whole way. The whole way. <laughs> you, stop having fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, in, in this study, um, they found that individuals with COVID-19 vaccination had a higher risk of all forms of retinal vascular occlu- occlusion in two years after vaccination. The call ends in two min- or ten minutes. Oh, well, that's dumb yes so i guess we'll have to reconnect we'll have to pause and reconnect Bummer. <laughs> well, that's we dumb. did not think this through 
Oh, hey, we can live stream video calls on YouTube if I upgrade to premium. Mm. I have premium. I thought you had premium. No, I have not. Not uh, I have YouTube Premium. This the, is the Google, Google One Bist. Premium. Yes. Oh, yes. which oh, yeah. I've been thinking about upgrading to anyway that. because I need storage for my photos and shit. Ah, uh, yeah. Two, <laughs> they found that two years after vaccination, you have a high risk of this. So, people have been getting vaccinated for the last. Oh, two years. Oh. Oh. Uh, with an overall hazard ratio of 2.19. I'm guessing that's... Uh, it's not 2% of cases, is it? <laughs> that's bad. Uh, the cumulative incidence of retinal vascular occlusion was significantly higher in the vaccinated cohort compared to the unvaccinated cohort two years and 12 weeks after vaccination. Man. Uh-oh. Well, my first month was free, so there we go. We're Fixed saved. It. Did you We're just saved. sign up for it? Yeah, I did. Oh. So we shouldn't be reconnecting in 10 minutes? No, it'll be fine. All right, cool. <laughs> cool. Also, <clears throat> um... Science has revealed the cause of rare heart trouble in young men who get COVID vaccines. They just now found this. Um, bless you. I think I have some more in me. <clears throat> I think I have some more in me. <laughs> Make sure you give it your all. That's what she said. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> the childish urge Dang to it, not Mike, say I that. Just can't, I just can't uh, stay a step ahead of you. No. No. <laughs> so on uh, Friday, May 5th, um, researchers think they figured out why the COVID vaccine causes heart inflammation in an extremely small number of teenage boys and what might be done to avoid it. They found that the second dose of vaccine appears to promote a severe inflammatory response in these teens, setting off a cascade of events that causes myocarditis, the researchers reported. So their solution? Well, More let's vaccine, just do... I'm guessing. Their solution is, let's have the second dose spaced out further. That's their, that's their fix. They also want, wanted to point out that if you haven't gotten the vaccine, you're at a higher risk of getting myocarditis than if you got the vaccine. If you've uh -huh. contracted, if you've contracted COVID-19. So, yeah. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Your heart's stopping either way. On the border, down in Tejas, uh, Title 42 expires this week, I think. Title 42 is what Donald Trump used during COVID to uh, basically turn people back to Mexico, no matter what. <laughs> 
Biden tried to suspend it at one point and the courts ruled that he couldn't because it's linked to the um, uh, pandemic that Biden refused to relinquish. So he had to keep it in place. <laughs> and surprise, the pandemic's over now. So now he can get rid of Title 42. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and El Paso, there's El Paso is basically turned into something that looks like a scene out of Haiti, some third world country, with people in makeshift camps and huts and stuff along the road going into people's yards. Because there's just tens of thousands of people in El Paso that should not be there. And uh, border patrol agents are getting a little, little upset because they had a plan to clear those immigrants out of El Paso, except the leadership of U S customs and border protection publicized their plans. So now they can't do that because they're expecting it now. Meanwhile, over 10,000 over they're expecting well over 10,000 immigrants per day per to cross, day? cross the Southern border once title 42 expires. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And it's okay though. Cause Joe Biden sent, uh, is sending the, military down there to help file paperwork. That's like 1% increase in population per year just uh-huh. through I- immigration. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. per year. That's insane. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a major city every single day, cro- every single year crossing the yeah. border. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, though. El Paso can handle it. But New York can't handle a couple hundred. No, didn't they send like two dozen or something like that? Yeah, they sent um, like one bus well, to New York. Uh, yeah, We're I, I guess that's, <laughs> that was like per day for like a week or two or something. So it was like a couple hundred. And this New York is like, no, last. it's overwhelming our social services. <laughs> yeah. and then I mean, in their to- defense, their social services were overwhelmed before they started sending extra people there. It, it wasn't the straw that broke the camel's back. It was just more straw on an already broken back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's that's going to be fun to see what happens because uh, there's, a, there's a caravan of immigrants on its way to the border that's so large they have no idea the number that actually is in the caravan. That's comforting. Yeah, that's good because we've had caravans with thousands of people in it already. So this one, they can't even start to quantify how many people are part of that caravan. And the Biden administration has reassured people that there is a plan and it's not just going to be an open border. Um, They're going to be turning people away unless, of course, they meet certain exemptions. You know, like if they come from Mexico is one exemption. Mm. Um, if they have a child with them, that's another exemption. So they're encouraging human trafficking, child trafficking through Mexico. Well, I mean, would you expect anything less of Epstein's friends? No, no, except this time it's blatantly out in the open. So, so there's that. And also in Tejas, Texas has had a bad week. Bad weekend. 
Um, but I think this one takes the cake. No, it is not the mall shooter. No, it is not the person that either mistakenly or purposely drove their truck through a crowd of people. No, it's not any of the other mass incidents that happened. It is a school district that hid a sexual assault of a six-year-old from the parents. And the sexual assault was filmed on an iPad issued by the school. And the teacher was in the room where it happened. And the parents only found out about it because after a week of their child not sleeping, they finally got out of their child some information of what happened, went to the school, said, yeah, the teacher found this on the iPad after students were looking at it, laughing at it, locked the iPad. She took it to IT, IT fixed it, teacher unlocked it, saw what they were laughing at, got terrified, notified the school leadership who notified the district and all of them stayed silent about the incident of a six-year-old being sexually assaulted by other six-year-old children. Yeah. However. So there was a video of a teacher sexually abusing. Six-year-old kids sexually abusing a six-year-old child, a girl. Okay. Yeah. So and the teacher was in the classroom when it happened. And the second time it was in the lunch line. It happened twice. And there was a video of that. And there's a video of it. The teacher was just totally okay with it. No, the teacher was oblivious to it, supposedly. (laughs) Plain view. That's not okay. Okay, now I want to know. Is this one of the schools that has the uh, drag shows and shit? Well, you can look it up. Uh, Plainview, Texas, South Elementary School. If you want to do some digging, it'll probably just pull up this story for the most part. But uh, they announced that class will not be in session on Monday, um, yesterday, the 8th. um, Because teachers felt that they were being threatened. For not being able to because hundreds of parents showed up to the school demanding answers from the school and the district on why six-year-olds were being sexually assaulted by other six-year-olds and not being notified parents were not being notified so teachers felt threatened so they closed school pardon me young man excuse the shit out of my goddamn french but did you just threaten me now, if, if being a father of a, of a daughter who is four years old, imagining her being six years old and having to go through that, that school would no longer be standing as soon as I found out that happened. I have concrete in, and a bulldozer. Class is no longer in session. It's not going to be in session on Monday. Oh, the school's going to be empty? Yep, nobody's going to be there. Great. (laughs) Hold my Diet Coke. (laughs) Honey, I'll be back. Where are you going? I'll be back. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, first grade little girl was sexually assaulted by multiple boys in her classroom with the teacher in the room. It was filmed on a school iPad. 
That is not a gun issue. That is not a right-wing conspiracy That's issue. a society issue. That is a sick and deprived society because six-year-olds do not naturally behave that way. That, that is 110% a society issue. Yeah. I, yep. I'm trying to wrap my head on, around how... Because, like, it's one, it's one thing to be oblivious to it, you know, but, like, how did these kids learn to do that? Like, how did this exactly. become part of their nature? It's Let's from see, all what, the porn sites that don't see, need what identification. Was to, what was it Pornhub was saying? <laughs> yeah. Log in, too. I refer you back to Pornhub. <laughs> and Texas has also been home to many of those... Uh, family drag queen story hours at the bar and whatever type stuff too. So yeah. 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 Oh, the district didn't even do anything about the students that did it. They know all the students involved and they let them stay in the classroom where the girl was also going to class after the incident. Everybody was... <laughs> the superintendent says he hopes he can work together with the parents so they can find a way to move forward. Yeah, all of you step down and go to jail. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. <laughs> Do not Do collect not $200 and take a good look at the gallows as you go into your cell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um the I think this is Oh, this is a cousin of the girl. Everything was no comment. I cannot tell you no comment. So you mean to tell me abuse has been happening for a week and a half of these kids? of a week and a half and these kids are still at the same desk. My cousin is still at a desk with all boys having to see her abusers every day. Yeah. No wonder she didn't sleep for real. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I, I don't think we've talked about a story that's pissed me off. I know quite <laughs> I as much as this one this, does. This came across my feed after I've sent in all the stories. So I, looped it in because I can't not talk about this. Uh, I mean, it's, there's, there's a couple that have been close, but like, like that, the, the, uh, the one, the one, uh, was that last year, several months ago, the, the, the boy that was, was raping girls in the girls' bathrooms at, in the, at the, yeah, in Virginia. Yeah. Wasn't yep. that a high school though? Yeah. Yeah. It was, a middle it, was. School. it was a middle school. Oh my gosh. It was a middle school. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. that doesn't make things better. But no, yeah, the, and, the and and then they sent him to a different school and he did it again. Yeah, and then they that that one yeah, that, that one pissed me off almost as much uh, as this one pisses me off. The only reason this one pisses me off more is because they're younger. Yeah, they're more innocent. <laughs> better a millstone hung around their necks and crushed in the depths of the sea than to be <laughs> in my presence. Ah. Uh, just show up to the next school board meeting with millstones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Plainview ISD Superintendent H.T. Sanchez commented on the district's response. He said that when the content was found on a school device the day after the incident happened, a report was made and CPS was contacted. And the parents? So you, you called Child Protective Services, but you didn't call the parents. A state investigator then started working with local law enforcement and arrived in Plainview the next week. So parents still not contacted. Mm. He had asked that we hold confidentiality because he wanted to be sure that he was able to get a full story from each of the students, the minors that were involved. All of the steps that we're required to take, we took, except contacting the parents. So then the parents have to try to figure out from a six-year-old who's complaining about their tummy hurting and not sleeping, trying to figure out what's really going on because all of the baby aspirin that they give them is not working. And the melatonin gummies or whatever else is not working like it normally would for a six-year-old that can't describe accurately what's going on with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I hear a story like this, and this is exactly the sort of thing that makes me think that our society is so screwed because our society is built, every system is built upon responsibility. And in this case... <clears throat> The teachers prepare, failed to protect the students. The school district failed to, like, deal with the situation, even though they knew it was going on. Um, the parent, I like, again, we asked the question of, like, how did these children, like, how did that become part of their natures to do the sexual assault in the first place? So we can't, it's like we can't count on the parents to parent, and this, this is, like, becoming a critical mass where this is becoming more and more common. And once it reaches a critical mass on a macro scale, not these like um, anecdotal stories that we talk about, like our society is just so screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of our, all of our institutions, all of our systems are going to break down because people fail in their responsibilities. And I feel like this is happening more and more. And these sorts of horrible things happening, I feel like that's exactly what happens when people, <clears throat> when our society um, rejects God and accepts nihilism. Uh huh. <sighs> yeah, yeah. The CPS should have been well. The parents should have been contacted immediately. <clears throat> this should be unheard of. Unheard so, of. Right. And so, but, like, if something unheard of happens in your school, you take immediate action, and. It's unheard of, but if the teacher was oblivious to it, then maybe it's not so unheard of. That's, that's, I mean, obviously I'm making that conclusion based off of nothing, but why was, how could a teacher be oblivious to something like that? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you okay there trevor guys i think trevor uh, just turned into a super villain you started well, laughing at a less than opportune time <laughs> so i went to uh i went to that school's facebook page this page isn't available i wonder why what a surprise I wonder freaking why. 
Uh, good you thing wiped it like with a cloth. <laughs> yes, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. <coughs> way back. Oh. Oh, he, way yeah. back. Machine. I need to learn how to use the way back machine. So that's like a internet database where you can yeah. go to internet archive. Yes. An archive of the internet. That's pretty sweet. Web.archive.org. And it has the whole internet on it. Time stamped. Kind of. That's it automatically exciting. just kind of scrolls across the internet and whatever it takes a snapshot of, it saves it to its database. Hmm. And apparently it does not have any snapshots of that school's Facebook page. Uh, anyway. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. glad it doesn't have the whole internet. Oh, oh, that would be a oh can of worms. It, it has it has stuff. <laughs> it, it has All right. Stuff. Well, I'm not going to inquire <laughs> and on things. That. <laughs> it even has things, things, incriminating things. <laughs> Only a lot. Is that where you got all the Evan McMullen tweets or are those still up? No, that was me figuring out how to actually search Twitter. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's a fun tool once you figure out how that works. Oh, you said this before. No, I didn't. Tap, 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 tap. Yes, you did. Here it is. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's uh, that's the bushel. That's the <laughs> down to the rotten core bushel for the week. All of it. Just all of it. You just gestured to all of him. All of all all of that last story. All of it. Thanks, Satan. Uh, it's sub T. <laughs> well, I yeah. feel like we went into detail on just about all those articles during the Yeah, on the important part, ones. So. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> we did indeed. So, I didn't have time to go into something for an in-depth conversation or whatever, because I'm trying to finish my yard. And uh, that takes, <laughs> takes a lot of work, a lot of, a lot of effort out of it. Um, <clears throat> but I was thinking with all the talk on Capitol Hill of um, U.S. is going to default on its loans or whatever, I thought for old time's sake of what what we think uh, should be done versus what actually will be done with that stuff, if that makes sense. So little little uh, backstory for it. Biden doesn't want a limit on the debt ceiling because we have to pay our debts. Because <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't need a max on my credit card. I need to pay off my credit card. Uh, okay. Um, it's not how this works. And, it's not and, how uh, any of this works. I just made a balance transfer from one credit card to another, so I feel guilty at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I paid off one credit card with another. That's That, that doesn't... Yeah, That's that didn't healthy. really improve my situation. <laughs> I just transferred the debt. <laughs> it gave me more time, so I'm, I'm good It with bought that. me a month. 
Yeah, and then, if you uh, do it right, you can avoid paying interest on the one card by shifting the interest and in paying a fee on the other card. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a all about timing. Fee. It's all about timing. <laughs> you don't have to get defensive. It's okay, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> We, well, we all do these things. We I all do things need, we have to do sometimes. When uh-huh. I do these things, I feel the need to confess. I feel I need to confess. <laughs> I feel guilty. Um, See, I the, belong <laughs> to a certain secret society. I don't believe I gotta mention its name. Oh. You know. <laughs> um, on the flip side, the uh, Republicans are uh, talking about. Um, not doing anything with the debt ceiling unless cuts to the budget are made. Which is fascinating because that would mean that a budget actually has to be made. But anyways, that, that's, the, that's the backstory for it. So, we'll start with Keith because Mike and I basically did this through the entire budget last year. <laughs> We'll start with Keith. What do you think should be done just off the top of your head with the budget? And then what do you think will be done? Uh, Well, again, I think the way to solve... (laughs) uh, I I think to solve the deficit, I think that uh, the Congress, um, they need to balance the budget or else everyone in Congress immediately becomes ineligible for re-election. I think that would do it. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. <clears throat> um, but as far as what will be done, I, I think that they're just going to vote for um, an increase on the debt ceiling and... Like, we're just going to kick the can down the road, which is effectively just us voting for a crisis to happen in the future. And it just becomes more and more painful. The crisis will get worse and worse the more we kick the can down the road. Hmm, and That looks like tomorrow's As problem. a wise man said, <laughs> um, I went bankrupt in two ways, gradually and then suddenly. <laughs> yes. So, again, the the fiscal irresponsibility of the government, I mean, even during the Trump era, is absolutely maddening. And we are going to go through some really rough pain in the future, possibly the near future, even, um, if we keep ignoring this problem as we have um, since even before Obama, but especially since Obama. Yeah. Yeah. We only haven't had a budget since Clinton. Like our our debt has <laughs> more than tripled since Obama took office, uh-huh. and so like you just have to understand, two thousand eight was what was that twelve fifteen years ago, and so compare that to the other three hundred years of the country or however long two hundred and fifty whatever um, history of the country it took us that long until two thousand eight to get to ten trillion, and since then we've gone to like thirty two trillion where it's at today. Yeah. Right. And that, that it's like they want the dollar to collapse. No, Keith, they don't want that. That's a conspiracy theory. That's not real. It's <clears throat> like banning gas stoves is a conspiracy theory. Except for New York just passed a bunch of stuff to ban gas stoves. Anyway. 
<laughs> it's okay. Utah's banning porn, so. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, so their six-year-olds won't molest each other. Yeah. I want to live in a society. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Wrong, 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 Exactly. Wrong. wrong. In all wrong, the wrong ways. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, so Mike, of course, is slash it. Yes, <laughs> that's that's the slashing, um, preferably repeatedly, with a very <laughs> sharp, very, very accurate scalpel, sword, slashing, <laughs> lightsaber, whatever. <laughs> yes, what was it we found? Was it the Denali Department or whatever? Yeah, something like that. sole purpose is to yeah. oversee the spending of every other department? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, it's, it's sole purpose is to oversee the spending of the other departments. And it's doing a banging job. <laughs> Nailed no, it. Uh, my favorite thing All right, is, I've heard enough. Deadly force authorized. Uh, Rand Paul, he gives like a speech or something, or he releases a report on all yes, the ridiculous Yes, every spending. year. Yeah, he does that every, every year. year. His budget my report. Favorite, my favorite one is apparently the government spent like $100,000 or something like that to make a replica of Thanos' glove to see if a metal glove would actually make a snapping sound. And spoiler alert, it doesn't. Yeah. So that, that cost us $100,000 or whatever. Well, when, when <clears throat> uh, representatives are there to distribute funds that have the brain capacity to think that the island of Guam, if too many Marines are stationed there, would tip over and <laughs> capsize. No, the, the, that, you're gonna, was that a government you're, expenditure? Or was that just an elected official? That was, that was a government official. Okay, That was a government official asking a <laughs> military professional <laughs> if stationing too many Marines in Guam would make the island tip over and capsize. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Yeah. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. That's, that's how I think a debate... Uh, hosted by um, Tucker Carlson would go. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be Tucker Carlson that would be, responding. That would be right? Tucker Carlson <laughs> responding to, to the answer that one of the, one, one of the candidates gave. It's like, how are you going to pay for it? And then what you just said <laughs> is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. <laughs> We, At everyone in this no room point. is now dumber. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the reality. It, it's even almost watch. the same cadence that that Tucker talks in. Very At, similar. Do you yes. notice that? Yeah. His his look is uh, getting Tucker's look is getting closer and closer to that guy too. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's As great. He, <laughs> he announced a new show. On yes, Twitter today. on Twitter. So that's exciting. Twitter. That'll be fun because. Twitter's got that uh, crowd uh, fact check thing. 
So yeah, Elon Musk. He's like, no, we're not. We're not Twitter um, Tucker. We're not endorsing his content. We're just allowing it to be on here or something like that. Right. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, I want to go back to Rand Paul for just one second. Um, so uh-huh. my favorite. So there was a right after the 2016 election. Um, both uh, Rand Paul and Marco Rubio ran for president as senators. And apparently Marco Rubio, he missed like a lot of votes, like a lot of votes. And that's what you do as a senator is you vote. Yes. And that made Rand Paul really, really mad. And he sent a tweet to uh, Marco Rubio and he said, just to be clear, um, I didn't use your salary in the wasteful spending report, but I could have. Emotional damage. Wow, that was savage. <laughs> you're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought of something fun too that uh, would be a decent change to see is uh, senators. So one senators go back to being elected by the state legislatures and two senators and congressmen, their, um, their pay, their paychecks come from the state they represent, not from the federal government. So then if they want to get paid, they have to do what... So the Senate would be paid by the state as a whole, and the um, representatives would be paid out of the taxes of their district. Yeah. Because I, I, you could add pretty can't. much all senators to the wasteful spending uh-huh. list that Rand Paul does every year. Yes, and most congressmen. <laughs> how, many, how many congressmen are there these days? Uh, 538. You know, I read in a book recently um, where they made a constitutional argument for uh, keeping the proportion, like the the population per congressman, like fluid. So as population grows, we actually increase congresspeople instead of increase the number of people per congress congressman. Uh huh. I don't remember the particulars of it, but he basically said that um, if we had a system like that, we would have something like, uh, I don't know, like 10 times more uh, yeah. Congress people than we have now, and they yeah, would not it, get paid at all. And so doing something like that would be more of a volunteer gig. Like um, it originally was. Yeah, like it originally was. Because and they so, were, and they because you're representing fewer people, like it, it would be more representative of the people. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah, um, they, so I'm very intrigued by that idea. Yeah. The The original idea behind Congress was that it was supposed to be populated by people. They yeah. weren't, it wasn't supposed to be a, a lifetime career. It was supposed to be something that you did in service to your country as a volunteer. Yeah, and if you yeah. didn't and, get paid for it, it wouldn't be sustainable as a career like it yes. is now. Yes. Precisely. That, when did we even of, start paying Congress people? Do we know? From day one. So the way it was originally set up, it was per it was set up by population and it was per diem. So whenever they showed up to vote, 
that's when they got paid for the day. They got a dollar for the day or whatever. <clears throat> then over time that evolved into getting paid um, annually a, a salary. And then they capped off the population thing. So it could only be a certain number of representatives and they would just change how many pop, how much population represented a representative. Right. So um, I, I, yeah. I found a Wikipedia article that breaks it down by year, which is pretty great. Yeah. So what is, what is per diem? Oh, per, per, per diem means per, per day, year. like per, so, oh. so a, a per diem, like uh, per, per diem in the, the work uh, environment in business is if somebody goes and does something out of the norm, you give them a per diem, which is a reimbursement for their time. I see. So originally it was uh, $6 a day on the days that they attend an actual congressional session. So anything they do outside of a congressional session is unpaid. So they only get paid for the days that they're in a congressional in session. session. I see. Uh, it wasn't to, changed until 1855 to a salary. Yeah, according to... Um, yeah, I'm looking at the, um, the Wikipedia article here. The per diem, so per day, that's $136 in 2023 dollars in 1789, which is when it started. Um, then that actually lowered to $112. Oh, actually, it increased to seven dollars, but in twenty twenty three dollars, that's only one hundred and twelve dollars. Um, and then, yeah, per annum, which clearly means per year. Yes. Um, in eighteen fifty five, their annual salary was eighty seven thousand dollars in today's dollars. But today, their salary is one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars per year. Which, whew. Well, it looks like because of inflation, their salary has been going down in $23, so that's good news at least. $23, yes. Yeah. So in 2017, Congress was only in session 145 days out of in, the year. In what year? 2017. Oh. So it was, you said $123? No, no, no. I said... Um, in 2023 dollars. Yeah, in 20 in 2023 dollars it was how much? Uh so in 1789 it was 136 dollars. But today it's So um, if you paid them the per diem that they paid them in uh in the the 1855 is when seven, it started. Yeah. Uh, if salary. if you paid them the per diem that they paid them in 1770 whatever the, the $136, yeah, if, well, if you paid them, day. yeah, I know, per day. If you paid them that, this year, if you paid them that, their salary would be $19,000. Yeah. Great. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Where do I sign up? 130, I think we go back to the per diem. $136 yeah. a day that you're in session. And you, and you have that go back to, uh, they're paid by the state that they yes. represent. So then they can't, vote themselves a pay raise yes oh yeah that's a great idea yeah so like the, yeah the state legislators vote on each other's salary or whatever uh-huh mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah they, they would have to convince uh their state legislature that they are worth a pay raise in which case a good state legislature would turn around and say you're going to be gone next year 
<laughs> pay raise or not, you're out. So, <laughs> um, so I pulled up, uh, but yeah, thing, um, congressional okay. salaries and allowances. So, uh, <clears throat> senators earn 174,000 a year currently. Um, their compensation though, um, outside of earned limits for their income. So the income they can earn outside of being a Senator or representative is 15% of their annual rate of basic pay. So it's about $30,000 or less. And what is $30,000 or less? That's 15% of their annual pay is what they're allowed to earn outside of being a representative or a Senator, which is odd because somehow Nancy Pelosi and others Became. are multi multi millionaires. <laughs> yeah. Makes you wonder. Also fun to note, uh, the term per diem, at least in modern terms, uh, refers to the reimbursement given to somebody for doing something outside of the norm. So the per diem is the the wage that you give somebody to cover uh-huh. Th- their travel, their excess, they, in order ex- to accomplish something. They so were expected to keep oh, working so at home. It wasn't meant to be a salary. It, it was, was never meant to be a salary. It, it was, was meant to pay for the expenses. It of was meant to cover stuff. their expenses. The same, uh-huh. the same as what uh, what you get paid to be a juror, right? When jury you're called duty. to uh, jury duty. That sounds great. Yeah, because yeah, according. That's why to everybody the, hates jury duty and nobody wants to do it because you don't get paid your salary reimbursement you get paid their per diem yeah and it's it's nothing you get yeah, paid it's nothing like, it's like minimum wage yeah yeah it's pretty small yeah so the more you know the more the you more hate government you know the more you hate government how much i like, hate it <laughs> the more you know, the more you hate government. I think that would be a great shirt. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I think that'd be fun. And and that would include their, uh, their budget for their staff, too. Because congressional staff also have a budget, and I can't for the life of me find that at least quickly. Um. So yeah, so they get a budget to what pay do they people. Need staff for well, they oh, it's because <laughs> they need to be able to read the massive bills that they're passing. Yeah, they need to be able to at the drop of a hat of a convenient uh, tragedy to release a ten thousand page bill two days after the tragedy to address the tragedy, and you can only do that. If you have a staff, like a walking staff or uh-huh, a walking bow staff. staff, or I told you to take the wizard staff. <laughs> staff of arcane bullshittery. I told you to take the congressional staff. <laughs> uh, I have the perfect idea. Oh, looks like they're how allowed- to cut everything. How to how to fix it all? Uh huh. <laughs> Bring out your dead. Nothing a frying pan can't fix. That was a man smacking people with a frying pan. 
Oh. <laughs> sounded like a Monty Python clip. No. No. That's yeah, fair. That's yeah, fair, but no. Apparently, congressional uh, limits... Let's see. Apparently, each representative is allowed a budget of almost a million dollars for staff and office expenses. That's every House of Representatives member, a million dollars for staff? Apparently, $994,671 in 2022. And how many, how many House members are there again? Isn't it like 400? 438 representatives Whoa. times $994,671. So about four hundred and forty million, a little less than that, but yeah, rounding here. Yeah, and then there's the Senate, which I can't see. And there's a hundred senators. Senate, yeah. <clears throat> we'll just say it's the same. So five hundred thirty million dollars for the staff. Well, honestly, yeah. that's chump change compared to the budget. It is chump change compared to the budget. However, slash it. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> the reason the budget is the way that it is is because those jackasses getting paid that much keep fucking it up. Yes. Yeah. Well, again, if you had more members, they would they would see themselves... Because, again, based off of the constitutional argument to uh, have the number of representatives per, like, or the number of people per representative. Right now, it's something like um, it's like seven hundred and about seven hundred thousand or something. But according to the book, it would be more like a little less than fifty thousand, like forty thousand per. So that would be the equivalent of becoming a mayor of a small city, a very small city, actually. It would make you a lot oh, more wow. beholden to the group that you were, because a lot less yeah, people so, means there's. A lot it would more also, continuity in what they want. It would also mean you're uh -huh. a lot closer to the people. And so yes. because you're in charge of a lot fewer people, you wouldn't need as much staff because you're you're representing fewer people, basically. So there would be less demand. And so the people there would see it more as a um, giving service. That's what public servant, where we get public servant yeah, the, is because you're serving <clears throat> So the, you're saying the servant shouldn't be paid more than the master? Yes. And the people, that's, that's, we're the masters. That's curious you should say that because in 2021, uh, the maximum pay rate for house staff was $199,000. Okay, so you're saying, you're saying that the, the maximum staff for a representative is greater than the representative themselves. The maximum rate pay for house staff. It's not for a representative. It's for staff of the house. So people that are just there, not necessarily because they're with some congressman. Unelected officials in the house get paid more than elected officials. I'd, I'd be interested in the to house. see the actual breakdown, how many people actually, like, Here, what I'll, the I'll ratio is between... Uh, members that actually make more or staff members that actually make more than the representatives themselves. Fauci was the highest paid. Oh, I don't doubt it. Official. But... He was paid more than the president of the United States. Well, yeah. But what's the median is what I'm wondering. <clears throat> the median is probably, um, probably in the 60,000 range. Okay. Probably. Yeah. So then we have to talk percentile. Yeah. Um, to like figure out where that, 
point is. So I, w- I would want to know the percentile of when it is equal to uh, an elected representative's salary. Anyway, we're getting a bit technical here. <laughs> it's it's a fascinating dive on stuff, though, to actually find some of this stuff. Well, this is not a mundane detail, Michael! <laughs> it's not. <laughs> what is that from? What is that reference from? It's from Office Space. Some oh, the, I remember. Okay. I actually just barely saw that movie last year. One of the year. greatest movies yeah, I, ever so made. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not a mundane detail, Michael. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> but yeah, yeah he was off by a factor of like a hundred in his software or something t- like that. He took he took my my red stapler and he never gave it back. If I don't give my red stapler back, I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. Oh, oh, he says. Anyway, I could geek out about that movie after having seen it once. Love that right. movie. So, so moving oh. on. So representatives are paid 174,000. Uh, the majority of minority leaders are paid 193,000. The Speaker of the House is 223,000. The maximum rate for House staff is 203,000. So more than the majority of minority leaders, hmm. the staff can get paid more than the majority leader. Well, right, or but the that's minority just the rule. So my but that's just the rule. Many, that's the maximum. How many yes. actually get paid more than their elected representative? I don't know. Go into the government files and see anyway, who's been there anyway, the longest. Let, let's, let's move on. <laughs> I think we're getting too bogged down on that detail. I would like to make 203,000. Can I go be a staffer? Right. How does I'll one get a, that gig? I am a master of cramming in random stuff to meet a, a page size deadline. <laughs> I went to college. I know how to do that. <laughs> I am fantastic at allowing AI to write 10,000 pages for me when I don't want to do it myself. <laughs> oh, did you see? Did you see who the Biden administration's putting in charge of handling uh, the potential AI crisis? Uh, uh, Kamala Herto. <laughs> yes. Kamala Harris. Called is it. Going to head. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, she is an AI based on how <laughs> she speaks. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not a very advanced one at that. Like her, yeah. re- her most recent speech is like, you need to uh, treasure the moment you're in because it's the moments that we're in that are moments that we are in. And also the <laughs> moment after that or something like that. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's like all the crises that we're dealing with. Biden is like, don't worry. Kamala Harris is doing something about it. Don't ask what. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> anyway. So uh, I, got a, I got a thing to share. Who are you? Who are so wise in the ways of science? I'm Arthur. <laughs> this is a, this is a Veep thoughts with Kamala Harris. Veep thoughts. 
Africa edition. Mike was there recently. I was. So I was. He can, he can attest to that this. looks like a place in Africa. Sounds like one too. I'm very excited about the future of Africa. I'm very excited about the impact of the future of Africa. <laughs> we will not tolerate and condemn, in fact, uh, repression of dur- journalists. We have had today, this afternoon, a wide-ranging discussion. We have discussed a number of important topics, including the importance of concepts and priorities. (laughs) One in four people occupying space on Mother Earth will be on the continent of Africa. Think about what that means. That plant needs a certain kind of food to address whatever might be harming it. That plant needs less water, more water, less sun, less sun. I just spoke yesterday with astronaut Glover. Do you guys know who he is? <laughs> I think the art is just as much of the science and a process as the business, and you should treat both of them the same way. That's exactly the experience I've had. Feep thoughts. You keep using the word. I don't (laughs) think it means what you think it means. (laughs) She is going to lead the charge in getting a handle on this AI stuff. She makes Hillary Clinton look very charismatic by comparison. (laughs) No, you look like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the tree people. (laughs) Tree people. The Bay Tree Pact. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a... That's a... Oh, I had a thought about AI. I thought oh. it was interesting that... Uh, I found it interesting that in a world where society can't recognize what is and is not reality, vis-a-vis the uh, a man can go into a woman's bathroom because he says he's a man, or a woman, I mean, sorry... Either way. And, uh, I've heard it both ways. I've heard it both ways, unfortunately. <laughs> in fact, uh, there was a ruling from uh, in Ohio. There's a guy that went into a woman's uh, changing room at YMCA and exposed himself to a little girl and older woman. Uh, but he identified as a woman. And the judge decided to let him go. Because he's too fat, so they wouldn't have been able to see anything anyway. (laughs) You know, funny enough, (laughs) me and one of my buddies from high school had a a brilliant idea for a business. We stand on a street corner with a mirror and a little sign that said, find your penis a dollar. For all the fat guys, <laughs> haven't seen it in a while. 
So now the precedent, now the precedent is set that if you are fat enough and you identify as a woman, you can expose yourself to whoever, whenever, because, well, they wouldn't see anything anyway. Probably couldn't run very fast either. So reality is all twisted. And here we are creating AI. You lost it? No, no. She was just... (laughs) (laughs) That's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Mike fighting those inner demons and losing every time. (laughs) Or winning. (laughs) I've heard it both ways. So yeah, so we... Society as a whole doesn't understand what reality is, and we're desperately trying to go as fast as we can into AI, which gives us a false reality. Well, that was it's quite the timing to have something like that, and we're not ready for something like that because we can't agree on what reality actually is. So let's go ahead and make AI sure it'll work out real well for us you can't handle the truth it's true (laughs) your thoughts keith as the microphone whacks your shoulder (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable i don't i don't have um like a strong forecast for where ai is taking us um, on the one hand, like my understanding of how chat GPT works is that it is very impressive for where it is, but it gets like all the context from the entire internet. So if everyone started being dependent on AI tomorrow and just like all of our jobs were gone, just we did, that means that it wouldn't get smarter over time because there would be no additional data added to the internet that it could infer context from. Right. Um, yeah, well, we did that entire episode with Scotty where he, he kind of talked about uh, how it's it's not it's not what everybody kind of cracks it up to be. It's, oh, yeah. It's yeah, basically yeah. Right. A, a glorified word predictor. But, yeah, yeah. like I, um, I think about the types of things that I do in my job and many other jobs, and I just I feel like it couldn't it couldn't uh, achieve the level of context that I'm able to get. But then again, that's how I felt about like art and it can make AI generated art very impressively. So I don't, it doesn't have to draw hands. So the interesting thing about the AR AI art thing is you, you see this AI art stuff all over the place, impressive pictures and whatever, but what they don't show you is how many attempts it took it to get there. Right. So they they literally the the ones that are pumping out decent art have taken thousands of attempts on different descriptions to get to the one piece that they show that's actually really well, cool. Well, I looking. mean maybe that's true, but that's just a matter of uh, processing power. Mm-hmm. And all I know is that I typed in a prompt and then like 10 seconds later or whatever it gets an original piece of art. I played around with it for a while. It was pretty like I was very impressed. Right, it is. It is impressive technology. That's that's for sure. It's just I don't think we we are so morally and sophisticatedly ready for something like that. Yeah. So the point is, is I understand how it can create a lot of shortcuts, but so I'm kind of on two minds on this because on the one hand, it's way more impressive than I thought it would be, 
Um, and I'm sure it'll get, you know, progressively smarter as time goes on. But on the other hand, I just look at how it works. Like you said, Mike, it's like a glorified word predictor. And I just like thinking of the concept of like uh, the singularity where um, artificial intelligence surpasses human intelligence. I just feel like it'll never get there. Yeah. So I'm really, um, but again, I felt that same way about like art and music and stuff. Right. You know, um, and so I, I acknowledge that I don't understand a whole lot about these things, but well, and this is, this is the other interesting thing that, um, that I've, I've kind of seen with it as I've, I, I, cause I've, I've looked at, at the art and the music side quite a bit because I have a lot of friends that are all bent out of shape about it because they're artists and musicians and, uh-huh. and so the, it's threatening their livelihood and whatever. Um, the interesting thing with with the uh, the AI and the music and the art is it can replicate things that have been done but it can't really create anything new if you break down anything it creates it's, it's what disney is right now yeah it, it, <laughs> literally though formulaic right? it it, uh-huh. it is it's a reskin of things that have already been done it's it's the the same thing. so so it 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 analyzes hundreds of thousands of songs and it creates a beat based off of what it determines is a a sound sequence that is is uh palatable uh-huh. uh that people like but it's it's literally just taking things from other songs and remaking it it's not right, making cause, anything new right because you'll give it a prompt of country song that sounds like mm-hmm. this this artist this artist and, and this artist and you can kind of say the same thing about about musicians and stuff like that that it, there's only so many ways that you can come up with to make a country song uh-huh but at the same time, every country singer is making something completely new. Uh-huh. And they're making and, their own unique sound. Yes. And, yeah. and, and AI can kind of mimic that, but not to the point that humans do it. Well, yeah, but how, how much is it going to pro- progress in like 10 years or whatever? Because that's not a long time. But that's what Especially I'm saying is, is it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter how much it progresses because it will always be limited by the fact that it requires a pool to pull from because it's, it's artificial. That's fair. fair. It will always be limited in that instance. It will always only be able to progress as far as it is able to steal from somebody else. That's, that's kind of like the, uh, from iRobot, what made that one robot so unique is because Mm -hmm. he actually could create something that wasn't there before with his dreams or whatever. Whereas the rest of the robots and AI, it could only do what was basically programmed for yeah. it to do. It just kept track of everything all at once. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, maybe we should watch more documentaries like iRobot. We might, <laughs> <laughs> we might understand where things are going to go. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the interesting thing because it, it does seem very like it, it does. It does produce stuff that is very unique. That's that's true. But it's it's producing it by simply taking an algorithm and stealing pieces of things that already exist and putting them together. Uh-huh. You know, whereas as a, a musician or an artist, they kind of do that, but in reality, they they are creating something new in their mind 
and and with their own creativity and releasing it into the world. Yes. You know. And and yeah. people do that all the time. Everybody does that. Everybody has something in their life that that they come up with themselves. Everybody does. We do it all the, like literally every day. People do stuff like that. And AI can't. They they can't. The only thing they can do is use an algorithm to mesh together things that they've that they already exist yeah. to try to create something different. Hey, let me copy your answers. Yeah, just change some of them so they don't look the same. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I laughed. I kind of laughed when you mentioned your friends that are artists and stuff were getting upset at this because uh, it reminded me at work, one of the people there was concerned about the development of AI and stuff of all the jobs there could be lost because of it. <laughs> what do you think that'll do to us? Cause I'm a, I'm a machinist and machine shop. <laughs> what do you think that'll do to us? And I, I told her something my machine, my machinist teacher told me is machinists will be the last people to replace themselves. <laughs> we will create everything to replace everybody else yeah. before we replace It'll be ourselves. interesting though. It's, it's funny how technology <laughs> changes the way we work. <clears throat> like before computers were a thing, I don't even know what an office job did, you know, cause that was like well, 30 years ago that we started having computers in office buildings. That's like not even a full career. Yeah. Well, you think about it throughout, throughout all of history. That's what technology has done. Uh-huh. I, you know, and, and every time something new comes out, there's always somebody who's like, oh, this is this is going to be awful. This is going to replace somebody's jobs. I mean, that's why unions exist. Yes. Is is because they were afraid they were going to lose their jobs because something better came out. Yes. But every time it happens, it it yeah, it it does take away jobs, but it also creates new jobs because mm-hmm. cause somebody has to there's always something in the technology that somebody has to do. Yeah, there always McDonald's, is. McDonald's will, you know, get a bunch of robots to flip burgers, but somebody needs to fix the robots. Now. Yeah, and yeah. and it's throughout all of time, it's been that way. I mean, you look at the wheel. The wheel was invented so we could move things. Well, why why did we need to invent a wheel to move things? Because before we invented the mill, the wheel, you had to get fifty of your friends together to move the, the, the giant brick block that you needed to build the, the pyramid. Well, well you just you know? unemployed all those people. You just unemployed all those people. Yes, but I also saved time. I saved money. I saved all of these things. And now <laughs> they can do other productive things. Uh-huh. I now have more money to build a bigger business to give them better jobs that don't break their backs. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's always the way it's been. And, you know, technology... Yeah, sure. It could advance to the point where humans no longer need to do anything. Maybe. But at that point, why would we let it? Why? Right. <laughs> like, <clears throat> because all of us have have to have something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to find something to do, whether whether it's it's in that job that the AI took or it's in something different, we're going to find something to do. That's the way humans are. Yeah, it's, well, again, it's, like it's a, I, the <laughs> arguments that I've heard in um, like against that is, yeah, that's, that's true because that's the precedent mm-hmm. that in the past, every time new technology has come out, um, 
we've been able to find something else to do and, you know, hey, it's the future and now unemployment is low. And so therefore, you know, technology hasn't taken away jobs as a category, you know, or at least created high unemployment, that is. Um, but there are arguments saying that this time it will be different. Um, the, the analogy that I've heard from that is like two horses talking to each other. And they're like, so what do you think of this horseless buggy that they have? And they're like, oh, don't worry. It's just a fad. There will be jobs for us horses, you know, that we can't even imagine yet. And, of course, we know what happened. We know how the story ended. The horses. The, the difference there is that the horses aren't the ones that created the horseless carriage. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But, again, <laughs> neither did I. Yeah. So but, the point is, so I'm looking. I, I, I just Googled, like, the jobs um, in danger of being replaced f from AI. Um, so I don't, I, um, I don't even know how... Uh, uh, like accurate this is or if it's a lefty source or what but it's is, from accenture.com is white house spokesperson the first one uh, <laughs> yeah. no it should it's from be, a website called accenture.com website and it says work time distribution by in industry and potential ai impact and there's one category that says high um high potential for automation um and then you know medium and low and so according to this, um, and so it's by industry. So according to this, the banking industry, 54% is in high high potential for AI. Automation insurance is 48%, software 36 Uh and Anyway, it just goes down all of the resources. Yes. It goes from 20% to 54%, depending on the industry. And these are huge percentages. Which one's 54%? Uh, banking which is the industry I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense that they'd be uh, worried about that because the baking industry went through a scare with the ATM. The automatic teller machine will get rid of tellers. Yeah. And no. that didn't happen. At least. <laughs> that didn't happen. Not. And it's, it's not going to happen now because uh -huh. well, again, that's as, based as good as precedent. it gets as yeah. But precedence is, it, it, it's used to it's, forecast it's what the future, it is. but I do I do think you know, that there's a potential that every every time something unprecedented happened, it's not going to follow previous. But it's like, not exactly unprecedented. Not. It's it's the exact same thing that happened when we invented computers. Well, they're in the same category, but they are different. It's, so you could yeah, but argue not really that each time is different. Again, I'm a on little two bit, minds but not much. This, I'm on two minds of this, so I like. Th yeah, there's one part of my brain that strongly agrees know, with you, but I'm also it, very wary of the arguments against it. That's that's yeah. just that's just what the 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 thing the thing with this is. It's like, well, it's unprecedented. Yeah, but it's it's really not because it it's the same leap. It's the same leap from not having a computer to having a computer. And then not having AI to having AI. From I mean, you look at, at NASA, they, they did all of the calculations by hand. Yeah, they had those little sliding calculators. Yeah, they did all of the calculations by hand. Yeah, but a human still has to input like the problem they want to solve and set up and the And a human correctly. still has to input into AI what they want done. Yeah, that's true. So it's the same. 
it's, it's literally just, the same. It's just improving. Quality. It's just an improvement. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, it's anyway. it's like switching. It's like switching from the Ford Model T to a Bugatti. That's a switch. You you still <laughs> you still have to drive it. Somebody still has to steer. Somebody still most has to of make the time. It. you know and that's that's what i'm saying is it the the funniest thing is it it happens every single time there's a new invention every single time oh this is unprecedented and it's going to change everything and it does it changes everything but it never changes it to the degree where it completely outclasses humanity yeah so that'll be interesting um you know, to see how, I, I mean, personally, I'm generally for a future, particularly self-driving cars. I think that sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I think it has its pluses and minuses. Yeah, so long as it's not required. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I am very wary of these arguments that it will uh, make a, lo- a huge percentage of the population unemployable. Um, and so, anyway, I, I don't know what a future like that looks like. Yeah, it- it most likely will end up it, being something like the street sweepers. And, and, because and it used to be people with brooms on the street sweeping the street. And then someone said, hey, here's this motorized vehicle thing with brooms on it. Which mm-hmm. sweeping a street doesn't take a lot of brain power. Operating one of those vehicle things takes a little bit more brain power, but not something that can't be overcome with a few days of training. Yeah. And it's it'll be the same kind of process. It, I... <clears throat> And what I said before with the machining, machinists will be the last people to replace themselves. We're machinists are always doing something to make it so they don't have to touch the machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, we have robots at our thing that grab parts and load them into the machine and take them out of the machine and put them on a cart and all that stuff. But we still have to make the program. We still have to proof the program. We still have to load the, parts into the cart we still have to verify they measure right and we have different processes to help speed that up that involve less intervention with ourselves but it's we're able to get more done with less people yeah and and i i i want to be perfectly clear i'm not saying that it will have no impact on the workforce that it won't have uh-huh. any impact yeah. on, on well, employment. Of course or anything it will. Like Everyone agrees. Of that course on the it will term, have Im- impact. It will on have it. the question. Is, of will course people will lose the their jobs. Term. Of course people will become unemployable and it, it, I'm not even saying it won't be long term. I'm just saying that it won't be a unsolvable problem. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm saying that the, so there's, there's, this boils down to a matter of mindset. There are two kinds of people in this in this particular problem. There are the people that look at this and go doomsday. It's the end of my job. It's all over. I can't do anything else. And then there are people that look at this situation and go, it's an opportunity. Uh-huh. And they use the opportunity to better themselves, to find something else that they want to do, to find some way to use the new technology to do something more. Yeah. I mean, it, it, AI just came out. It's, it's been 
a year, a couple of years, publicly, right? yeah. publicly that this is this has been out. There are already people that are starting entire businesses based around this, yeah. and it's because they saw it and they went, "That's an opportunity." Yeah, and yeah. that that well, could make me lose my job. So rather than sitting here and taking it in the ass and saying "woe is me," I'm going to grab the bull by the horns. I'm going to use this new technology before anybody else does. And I'm going to start something I can make money with it with. Yeah. So and, that, and those are the two different mindsets that come out when technology happens. And one mindset le- leads to workers unions and one mindset you leads to the industrial revolution, the technological revolution, yeah. the agricultural revolution, the Renaissance, the yeah. Renaissance. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. But again, uh, the the question that we're trying to tackle here is what happens to a large percentage of the population because not everyone is or even can economically speaking start their own business. No, um, at least not on a large scale. So, so to so to plot. I don't myself, exactly agree with that. So to plot myself in a banker's shoes. So I'm in the baking industry, like like Keith said, <clears throat> and I see this AI stuff coming around. And I think it's a threat on my job. I can either try to find something else or I can see how I can look and research at all the things that AI is affecting surrounding banking, educate myself on all of that stuff. So then when that change starts to happen at the place where I work, I can come, I can be the person that comes forward and say, I understand everything that's going on with this and I can walk the leadership through it. And leadership now knows we need to keep this guy because he knows what's going on versus everybody else that just sat and crossed their fingers that they wouldn't be on the chopping block. So now you are in a better position to not only improve your life and improve yourself, but improve your standing within the company you're with, or you gain enough education and knowledge to know, hey, this is this works this way, this way, this way. If yeah. I just do these couple of things, I can start my own banking system with minimal stuff because yeah. AI is going to handle most of it. Yeah. But anyway, I, I will say that the best, like the most optimistic version of the future is it's it, like the way I think of it is kind of like farming back, like back in the day, like everyone was a farmer. Yes. And then they come out with these, uh, this equipment that like um, turns the job of like a hundred farmers into like one person. Yes. And everyone's like, what the heck? How, what are we supposed to do now? Like, this is going to take our jobs away. What are we going to do now? You know, and only like 1% or 2% of the population are farmers these days. Maybe not even that. Maybe it's point one. And we need more. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that. But the point is, is that like food is relatively cheap compared to, you know, the history of the world, or at least it was until Biden took office. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, the point is, is like now, like hardly anyone are, are farmers and we feed the population just fine. You know, yeah. so I think that's a very optimistic version of the future, but yeah. The other question well, is, like, we've we've conquered so many in, um, parts of society, and it's true that in the past, like, we've had these paradigms where, like, oh, nothing more can be invented. Everything's been invented, and now we have the modern era. So hopefully it's just like that. 
that what comes next, we just can't imagine right. and it'll be better so and everyone just, will have something. To I, do. I, I, let's, let's take the farm. Hold on. Hold on. Let's take the farming thing real quick. Sure. So now we have one farmer that's producing what 100 farmers could do, right? Yeah. So now there's, or 100 farm hands could do, because that's essentially what it'd be. It'd be a giant, a giant farm and then there'd be farm hands, but now you don't need that many farm hands to produce what you need. Yeah. So now those 99 others, what do they do for work? Well, this one farmer is producing enough food to fill multiple grocery stores with food. Yeah. Those grocery stores now need employees. Those farmhands can now go to the grocery stores and work in the grocery section of the grocery store because they know the food. So that's where that's, that's what, if you go through the history of development, you will find things like that with yeah. the street sweepers. For example, you'll find that some of them went on to still be street sweepers driving the trucks. You'll find others went on to be mechanics for those street sweeping trucks. And you'll find others that went on to either start their own little thing to do some sort of yard projects or whatever people that actually want to survive and want to better themselves will find a place downstream from what was replaced. So the farmer now creates a lot more for a lot less, which means downstream, there's a lot more opportunity to sell the goods made by that farmer and to maintain the goods by that farmer. Yeah. So yeah, building on, building on this argument, I just Googled um, the number of jobs that didn't exist 10 years ago and they're in very high demand. So a couple of examples are a social media manager, not really a thing. Um, or maybe it's 15 years ago. It says 10 years ago, according, when was this dated? Oh, this was 10, 2016. Yes. Okay. So it's comparing 2006. Yeah. Data. So social social media manager, this was before Facebook 2006, or at least certainly before it was mainstream. Um, an Uber driver. So again, there's tons of those now. Uh, driverless car engineer. Okay. Makes sense. Cloud computing specialist. Big data analyst, analyst slash data scientist. Sustainability manager. What is that? Is that a environment thing oh yep it's an environment thing okay so that's artificial <laughs> like there's no actual demand for that but right you know <laughs> um and youtube content creators once again comparing it to 2006 so and now there's I've, tons of demand for these jobs and yeah. app developers that might be like 20 years but still i found a list that was uh same thing but it was uh done in 2021 uh, so their number one driverless, driverless car engineers, social media influencers, blockchain so, so, analysts. So on the social media uh, influencers, uh -huh. people that do that now, what job would they have had before? Because um, really, designer, it doesn't take it doesn't take any serious like education or training or whatever to be a social media College manager. Student. You just <laughs> you just have to know how to use social media. Yeah, Th this one will so, strike a little closer. So to before home. beforehand, those people would have been your burger flippers, your grocery store things, unless they actually applied themselves. Yeah, now they have a much more prestigious job. Yes. Yeah. Number four, podcast producer. Oof. I I don't believe that. That is not in high demand. <laughs> Tele, telemedicine physician, 
cloud architect, Uber Lyft driver, drone operator, chief listening officer. The hell is a chief listening officer? And how do I get that job? <laughs> a bud tender. I want to be a CLO, dang it. A, a, a bud tender. That's, that's a weed thing. It's a marijuana thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Big data scientist, contact tracer. That one's in the last like that. That's a COVID. Years. That's thing. a COVID thing. That's a COVID thing. Esports game coach. What? That's yes, a thing that now? is a thing. That is a freaking <laughs> job now. Online dating profile writer. Oh, so they're all fake. Who knew? And TikTok marketer. <laughs> but that's that's the point. Is New jobs are created every year. You want to you want to know? There's there's one thing I think that uh, that caused a bigger impact to employment than AI will, and this happened years ago, was the invention of the liberal arts degree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the factories in that made supply. more people un- unemployable than AI ever will. It's true. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm an artist. artist. You splashed paint onto a canvas. Yes, it expresses you splashed paint onto a canvas. That's, well, it means, it doesn't mean a thing. You splashed paint onto a canvas. Okay, you want to know, you want to know something that is really, like, really depressing? Google most useless majors. Oh, I've done this before. Let me see if I can remember. Okay, um, the, I believe I believe um, what, uh, sociology is number one. Nope. Oh, it's not. So, so as of twenty twenty three, this is the most recent list. Twenty twenty three. This is from uh, edsmart.org. Ah. Okay. Twenty twenty three top twenty most useless degrees. Number one is advertising. Okay. Number two is anthropology and archaeology. Number three is art history. Number so they're becoming four, increasingly more valuable. And this is this was the point I was going to make. Let me get through it. Number four, communications. Number five, computer science. No way. Number six, creative writing. Okay, yeah, I can see that one. Number seven, criminal justice. Number <laughs> eight, culinary arts. Number nine, education. Yep. Number 10, entrepreneurship. <laughs> I didn't know that was a major. Number 11, <laughs> ethnic and civilization studies. Yeah, Number 12, fashion design. Number 13, film, video, and photographic arts. Yep. Number 14, languages. Number 15, music. 16, philosophy. Psychology. Studio arts and fine art. I'm picking up a trend. I Theater if it's art. The same thing you're thinking, Mike. Travel <laughs> and tourism. What do you think it is, Trevor? I'm picking up a trend that uh, the onset of the internet has made it possible for anybody to have this at any point without any kind of collegiate experience. So creative writing. If you actually are a good writer, you write a blog and whatever, people will recognize it and share it. And it doesn't matter that you went to school for it or not. Yep. You're doing well. If you're 
uh, really good at drawing, you put it on the social medias, it gets shared and all this stuff. People start requesting things from you to draw and be artistic. Mm -hmm. Computer sciences, you can go online and find all kinds of ways to code and whatever. That one surprised me. And you can basically teach yourself to write an app that makes lots of money and you can use that as part of your resume or, you know, just keep making lots of money being your own businessman that writes apps, things like that. That's, yeah. that's so the I, trend. there's, there's, there's twofold on this one. So the, the first line is, is what you're thinking there that pretty much all of these things can be learned without a degree uh, in our current day and age. The other thing that um, <clears throat> struck me, especially when looking at things like anthropology, art history, yeah. that, communications, that, those were the outliers. Yeah. criminal justice, education, entrepreneurship, the things that, that I am like, I'm, I'm looking at this list and on one hand I'm thinking, yes, you can go and learn all of these things online. But on the other hand, I'm thinking this article <clears throat> isn't being written about what what they think is actually a degree that that you don't need anymore this is them writing an article about degrees that they actually think are useless to society yes and when you include things in that that are professions that are uncovering history, that are uncovering culture, mm -hmm. that are reforming justice systems, that are uh, reforming society in, in better ways, that are learning from history and creating a society where, you know, people could be improved. You are, you're downplaying these things because society has become so corrupt that it views these things as unnecessary. Yes. When, in fact, a good majority of these things are things that ground us in humanity. Yeah. And, and that teach us about ourselves. I mean, the, big one, the biggest one for me was when I saw anthropology and archaeology on here. Yes. I was like, why... <laughs> yes. <laughs> why why is it that you have the one career that requires a PhD that is involved in uncovering and learning from our history put in as a useless degree? Yeah. I I find it interesting too so on all, along that is the uh um on the art side. Mm -hmm. Yes, getting a degree in art and whatever is useless. However, <coughs> art is essential for society to maintain yes. its culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was point. that was, and a lot of those are art degrees, which I I do kind of agree. A degree, or I do kind of agree, a degree in art is useless. Useless. If you're a good artist, it doesn't matter if you went to school for it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but case in point, um, you go to New York City, 
most of the buildings look exactly the same. Yeah. Except for the Empire State Building and a lot of the older buildings. They look really great, really cool because of the architecture, the art that went behind the building. Instead of just making it a square building for offices, they made it so it was appealing to look at. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you look fast forward, fast forward, and cities are now built with just square glass buildings that all look the same so there's no uniqueness it's all uniformity and it's just depressing yeah fair <laughs> enough <laughs> yeah well i mean you look at every great civilization every great civilization at the peak of their civilization they expounded art their architecture was gorgeous their statues their art that they they put into all of their their homes and their public buildings was breathtaking. Uh-huh. You know, look at look at Greek and Roman culture. I was just about to say that. Yes, absolutely stunning. I you you go and you you look at at ancient Egypt and and the art and things that were included in the pyramids and these different places, just breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And then towards the decline of the civilization, it all went away. Yeah. Yeah, you can find uh, busts and statues of Caesar and the statues that were made at the peak of Roman civilization. The statues of Caesar and others, very masculine, very detailed, all this stuff. You start heading towards the fall of fall of that civilization. The statues of those same people are very demasculinated and bland but you can still tell who it was they were trying to carve out of the yeah. stone. And it's it's because society, as it corrupts, it tries to turn people into AI. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Us. That's what it does. One it, of us. It literally, it tries to put everybody in these cookie cutter little boxes and and have them regurgitate the things that they learn, and that's it. Isn't that Follow like this how program. the public school system was founded in the first place? It's Did you not weeks. listen to last week's episode? No, I haven't listened to the last the two weeks that I missed. <laughs> you you need to listen to last week's episode. Uh, we we kind of went off on it. <laughs> yeah, we 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 took a red hot dagger to uh, public education. Okay. I'm tired of this, Grandpa. Yeah, you'll learn why uh, homework is uh, Marxist. <laughs> I loved homework as a child. I love Chinese you. people too, but come on. <laughs> that shouldn't have worked there, but it did. It did. It did. <laughs> yeah. Homework, not homework. <laughs> homework. Homework. Uh, Put the anyway. rice in. Home walk. Put the rice in. Home it was going walk. to school that I didn't like. Uh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, give that a listen. And the listeners, give that a listen <laughs> if you missed it. Yep. Well, that turned into a rousing conversation. Yes, it did. It yeah. was fantastic. Went, went from Congress spends too much on themselves to uh, jobs and AI. <laughs> that was totally organic. <laughs> it was. It was nice. It's refreshing. That's it. I think that's it. I'm not racist or anything, but I miss my black headphones. Perfect. 
Perfect. Just <laughs> blending in the joke you missed. <laughs> It'll never be as good because no, the first there was there was just an organic thing that happened the first time that you, you, you never forget the first time. That's what she said. <laughs> Like a virgin. <laughs> All right. Well, that seems like a good place to end. It's a fabulous place to like end. and subscribe. Share. Do you hear that? That's the sound of forgiveness. That's the sound of people drowning, Carl. That is what forgiveness sounds like. Screaming and then silence. <laughs> All right. Like, subscribe, us, follow. Hit us up on us Rumble. On socials, Rumble. This is most likely not going to survive YouTube. No, no. Because we talked about talked about the Rona stuff. Briefly. Briefly. Momentarily. Mostly talking about a job that it created that it's useless. <laughs> yeah. And surprisingly, they didn't take down any of our uh, transgender stuff. They didn't? No. <laughs> We must not have talked about it enough then. We'll try again next time. <laughs> With all that, <gasps> bye! It's all right. I'll remedy that later. <laughs> Any joke that's worth telling is worth telling twice. Yes. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is that now he knows that there's that trap set there, and he probably won't fall for it a second time. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. There we go. Shame on, shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. <laughs> Output. Are you recording yet? Not yet. I still got a... Golly. Still got to do, do the thing here. Holy gee, mister, you sure are strong. <laughs> Solid Hercules reference. Always, always a good one. Settings. Output. Okay. That's going to capture that. 
This one will do that too. Nope, that, nope. One of these screens is full screen. There we go. <laughs> and... Oh, let's see what happens if I do this. Let's see. Oh, perfect. You oh, can see look that. At you, yep. You are, you are presenting. Wow. wow. It's a presentation. You know what the difference between a villain and a supervillain is? Oh, I know. Presentation. I, uh, oh, that is I like know. My I know this one. Movie. <laughs> And the best part is I'm on the right side of that, so when I gesture to this side, it actually looks like I'm pointing at works. the screen. It works. It works. <laughs> I present to you an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> and then I switched to Keith right as I said that. <laughs> wow, Trevor. Way to go. See if I hit play on this. Do you guys hear it? Let's see. Miss, yes. Um, um, you do hear it. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'll have to switch to doing this the whole time. That looks fancy on here. I can actually do things with the screens. Ah. Uh, got that. Got that. Um, I think we're ready. I think. Yeah. Have you been recording, Mike? Yeah. The okay. whole time. Excellent. So, Aside uh, from the one joke that I made that I didn't right. record, which the would gold. have been gold. You missed, you missed yeah, the I missed. gold. Yeah. I saved the best bits just for us. <laughs> Texas tea, black gold, if you will. <laughs> So, and why don't you do a clap too, just in case? <laughs> I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. As soon as I said that, I knew I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and there's nothing I could do about it. Nope. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Stay, camera. Stay. Okay, and, and, oh, I have this all backwards. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
share the right. There we go. Don't share that though. Pull that back up. So now you are seeing the right thing. Okay, there. Now I can actually look at you instead of. Yeah. All right. Are you okay. Sure? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to look at you. I'm probably going to look more at me because, you know, self conscious or something. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Keith, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. For intruthment? Yes. Excellent. Perfect. Perfect. And then, Whenever you want to push the button, you can push the button. But that means I have to actually do something. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> That is quite the hindrance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to inconvenience you. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, fine. Fine. Like, subscribe, follow. <laughs> Do all the things. Oh. Oh, no, wait, Wrong. sorry. This is the Wrong. intro, not the outro. Wrong side of the... <laughs> oh, well. <laughs>